0: Hello, and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Provasco. With me, as always, co-host, Jacob Belville. Welcome, Jacob.
1: Hello. How are we doing?
0: Oh, we're doing pretty good. You want to know why? Why? We've got our third co-host here, back from Mexico,
2: the Southern Bear. Hey, yo. Ma cerveza, bitches. Tequila. (laughs) Burritos. Quesadillas. (laughs) <laughs> Hola! Bueno! Working on my Spanish. I worked on it the whole time down there. Um, I'm back, so uh, I think I did a pretty good job. Uh, Spanish lesson 101 went well, so thanks for having me. Really, so you really, uh, you know,
0: fully emerged in the, in the culture uh, to learn your Spanish.
2: Yeah, so actually, uh, I worked something out, and uh, I'm going to be doing... Um, a full ESPN Deportes, um, podcast for our podcast. So basically I'm going to be the Spanish version of our podcast going forward. So you can catch me on ESPN Deportes. Um, I'm kind of like the Pat McAfee of the Spanish world these days. So pretty exciting.
0: A casual to degenerates, uh,
2: Deportes. Yes, it's a big deal. So, um, I know well, my daughter.
0: Just, hold on. My daughter just woke up and she is coming down. So I'm going to have you guys take over for me while I
2: go take care of whatever is going on. All right. Wow. I thought we were going to have another guest co host here for a second. Bring her on. Yeah. Bring her. She's probably got some good knowledge, maybe a little more knowledge than some of the guys in our league.
1: So, where in Mexico did you go?
2: Uh, we were in the uh, Riviera Cancun area. Riviera uh, nice. Jeremiah. So. Went to the Haven Resort and just about 15 minutes away from the airport, so it was great. It was much needed and a lot of fun. So nice. I missed the football talk. Uh, missed uh, missed seeing what was going on. Like I, I feel like I didn't catch up on anything in the NFL or college, and now I'm I'm catching back up, and a lot of things have happened. So yeah,
1: well, the Chiefs won, so that's a bummer.
2: Yeah, I saw that. That was kind of annoying. It was. Uh, Really wanted Brock to win that game, but uh, they can't block. It turns out the Niners don't know how to block at all. So that was interesting. But
1: they also didn't know the overtime rules. So that was, uh... (laughs) hey, here's these new rules that your entire season might, you know, result in.
2: Yeah, that was very interesting. And then like Kyle Shanahan comes out and says, no. Like we were gonna receive, we wanted the ball right away, anyways, just in case.
1: Makes no sense, right? <laughs> <But>, okay,
2: <laughs> all right, Kyle, all right. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, Chiefs are the Chiefs. Got to go yeah. through them, unfortunately. It seems. I,
1: I mean, the Chiefs are just turning into what the Patriots were, where you can't like them. Correct. If you're not, if you're not a Chiefs fan, you just can't like them. They are winning too much. Um they're
2: winning too much, and Patrick Mahomes is way too young to be winning this much.
1: Well, it's like Patrick Mahomes didn't have that great of a regular season, but then in the playoffs, he just like his lights out.
2: He yeah, it was just like, hey, get me here. And then pretty much.
1: And that it, that white that wide receiver room is trash. But he's, he's still through for like three hundred and forty yards.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're Second best wide receiver on your team is a white guy last name Watson. I'm not really sure how far you're going. but um, well, what,
1: what happens when they bring in Mike Evans in free agency?
2: That'd be so, filthy. They're, they're,
1: yeah, they're only going to get – they're going to get better.
2: So, I, I don't know. I think, I just,
1: I think the, the storyline of the season was the Chiefs defense being like a top two defense in the NFL. McDuffie and Sneed are crazy good. They had a crazy good year
2: they they're so good and i mean spags is that guy like he
1: is and chris jones is that guy yes i don't know if chris jones is going to cost so much money i don't know if they're going to be able to get, to get it done he like someone's going to have to
2: rework their contract or something well so the problem is they have sneed and chris jones that are free agents
1: yeah but chris jones like legitimately might be the best d tackle in the league right now
2: yeah so he's going to
1: get he's going to get huge
2: money. My only worry is like he's aging obviously. Like he's like 33 now, something like that.
1: Yeah.
2: You know Aaron Donald hasn't completely fallen off. You just don't hear about him as much anymore, but he's at that age group where you know those interior guys start to fall off a little bit. So how much do you want to commit to him and how long is kind of the biggest thing, I think.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He just seems to take over games in the playoffs or at least drives like when it matters and it's like
2: yeah he was filthy well then
1: the 49ers they didn't even block him on that play like you don't block their best defensive player
2: so that's the thing like i didn't understand
1: yeah let hey let's uh take a timeout and talk about this for a second you mean we're just gonna let chris jones run it the quarterback
2: just straight at Brock Purdy. Yep. Brock had two guys wide open, but he had the biggest guy on the defense chasing him, and he's fast
1: too. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so that's a little scary. Yep. I don't I don't get it. Um I don't know. I I think the scariest part is the Chiefs defense. If it kind of stays together and they play like they did, I mean that's just makes them incredibly scary.
1: All right, you're an Iowa State fan. As yep. we wait for Luke. How many wins are we getting this year?
2: Well, schedule's been released. i um, not going to lie, significantly easier than in years past. Uh, if we don't get eight wins at least, I'm disappointed. I mean, um, don't get me wrong. Utah's coming in. They're going to be good. Like, we know that. Um, we know K-State's probably going to be –
1: They'll be fine. Yep. They're
2: gonna be good. Kansas gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about Arizona, Arizona State yet. I I can't.
1: The, so the betting, that. I think the betting line right
2: now is seven and a half. I'd be disappointed if we don't get eight. I would too. We, we've got a lot. We're, of-
1: we're returning like everybody. Correct. Now we've returned everybody previously, <laughs> and we got seven.
2: Yep. So. If I'm a betting. I'm taking the under, under seven and a half. If I'm yeah. throwing money down,
1: we just always drop one of the like one or two of those early games.
2: Well, we're losing to Iowa. It's guaranteed. Just it just seems to happen. I know Grim's going to listen to this and be like, "Oh my god, we just always lose to Iowa for some reason." I don't know how anybody loses to Iowa because Matt Campbell doesn't know how to get his team going the first two or three weeks of the year.
1: You just kick field goals against
2: Iowa. You win. Yeah, well, they're they're big punters over there, so Yeah. Luke, welcome back. Hello, and yeah.
0: welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates <laughs> podcast. Hola. Uh,
2: I'm your host, Luke Probasco. Oh, do we already start? Yeah, we're we're balls deep Not in welcome. this bitch.
0: All right. Yeah, my daughter woke up had. Coed volleyball tonight had a babysitter put her to sleep came back didn't have to put kids to sleep it was great yeah but she's up a couple hours into this so this is great my wife is normally here is uh out at walmart doing whatever shopping spending money on dumb stuff like she sent me a picture of a coat for next year for our kids like what are we doing you went out there for two things and it's not even a target. It's not like, okay, I understand. You got lost. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Big Broncos fan, I guess. Big Broncos fan. Uh, So, wh- where did I miss? Catch me up. Where Where are we at?
1: Talked about the Super Bowl. We talked
0: about what we think. Screw it. It was great. Iowa
1: State's wins are going like, to look like. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, their wins, if they look like how I think they should, they should look like more points than the other team. That's how a lot of the wins I've seen happen. Yeah. So points. We
1: we talked about the betting line being like seven and a half for Iowa State, and it feels like one of those years that's just set up as an Iowa State fan for disappointment.
2: It's it's the one where you should win eight, but if you're going to bet money on it, you're going to throw 100 on it, you're going the under.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all day. All right, well, you guys talked Super Bowl. Quick hitter, what was the best Super Bowl commercial?
1: Who's going first? I'll go first. I really enjoyed the Jesus foot fetish uh, commercial. The washing of the feet. The reason I enjoyed it was... You know, a lot of people view that video as, okay, Jesus was a servant leader, all that kind of stuff. I think it's a much simpler um, story, and I think it's the story of people have stinky feet. And you need to wash them. So all you weirdos out there who aren't wearing socks with your shoes, you need to wash your feet.
0: Quick quick question. All you weirdos
1: with, with Birkenstocks, with that black footprint on the bottom of them. Throw them out. It's disgusting behavior.
0: (laughs) Question for you. Socks with sandals. What Jesus would want. Yep. Jacob. Yes. When you are in the shower, do you wash your feet or do you put the soap on your body and you, you know, it's coming down anyways. It's, it's, it's washing them.
1: Do I bend down to wash my feet? Yeah, or I bring soak.
0: your feet up and I you soak don't... soak
1: them up. in Epsom salt. Just just like Jesus. Anyway. Tweet, tweet I, do you did my, did actually wife...
2: wash your feet? Listen... I do then... actually wash my feet with a loofah. Nice. Okay.
1: My wife even dries mine with her hair.
2: Ooh. <laughs> That's some service. <laughs> yeah. Um...
0: I'm probably hit or miss. Like I'll actually sometimes just stop at the ankles. And then if I'm like, you know what? I'll like, you know, maybe I got bar soap, I'm a bar soap guy. I'm not like the three in one I used to be. And then, uh, I got married and apparently that's like really frowned upon. It's just having like those three in ones, I guess. <laughs> uh, so I mo- mainly use it for a two in one, the shampoo conditioner. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll I'll wash I'll actively wash my feet maybe like once or twice a week, but for the most part, it's like ah oh, the soap's going down, it's washing over, it's good enough.
2: I was gonna yeah. say I'm not an every shower kind of guy. It's like you know three days a week I'm getting down there scrubbing them, and a little more in the summer because I do wear sandals or flip flops or burks or whatever. Like getting down there because your your feet are just touching everything when you're in sandals. So,
1: just feet are disgusting.
2: They really are. It's disgusting. But that's it's, why. That's why, you know, a man talk here, I get pedicures, you know, I'm in a safe place. Uh, I get pedicures, clean these feet up, you know, they're, they're looking fine and dandy, uh, every week. So not every week, every like month.
1: That's expensive. <laughs> if <it's> every week. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Every week is it's, it's a, it's a problem. <laughs>
1: you, get, you get the 10th one free and you get like a punch card. <laughs>
2: yeah. And it's every, every two months I get a new one or a free one, but, um, Favorite commercial, Luke. I mean, I can't. We can talk about feed all we want, right? But J Lo, Dunkin' Donuts, Ben Affleck, uh, Tom Tom Brady's in there. Tom Brady was in like two commercials. Oh, that guy's yeah. he's very marketable these days. Yeah, I, I just commit. I, I mean, I, I thought that was was hilarious. Um, I thought it was great. Um, my honorable mention. Just because I think they're classic is the e trade babies. They're just always I don't know, they always get, get me laughing a little bit because they're just I don't know, they're babies that are talking shit, you know, and it's great. So but the but the Dunkin' Donuts one was pretty awesome. So
0: I for whatever reason like the it was like the first one. It was the NFL Sunday ticket, the birds flying. But they were just like the Eagles players and the Ravens. Like I don't, it was dumb and kind of funny all at the same time. So does that count? Though
1: Because that ran before the Super Bowl and after the Super Bowl? Did it? Yeah, because they did They didn't. They would have to get re, they got revenue from other people for the actual Super Bowl commercials.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize when it was. Um...
1: I did also like the Nerds cluster. Yes.
0: I did enjoy that one too.
2: Hot take, that's my favorite candy. Nerd Clusters. Nerd
1: Clusters and Nerds Rope
2: is really good. They're fire. But yeah, I I think I do think commercials have really gone downhill. Oh yeah. Um, since, you know, years past, but I think they were they were all right this year. They weren't bad.
0: I'm now trying to frantically think of another one i don't know it wasn't like great but like the hey arnold throwing the football and just like Mm -hmm. into the side of the Mm -hmm. mountain was kind of funny not like it was great or anything but it was it was kind of funny
1: how about those temu commercials Uh,
2: oh ones the temu
1: like the it's like the i don't even know foreign knockoff of amazon
2: Oh. Or like they, your card like, automatically gets hacked if you try to buy something from there. I yeah, mean. and they
1: just ran the same commercial like eight times. So they probably spent like $16 million. <laughs>
2: <laughs> probably well, made that kind of money by people looking at their website though too. Mm-hmm. So that's our
0: quick hitter, our Super Bowl commercial takes. What's yours? Drop them in our league chat something I saw in another league that I wanted to bring up and just talk about maybe we do something about it maybe we don't but this other league and it's not a C2c league this other league was a dynasty I don't know what their rules are et etc but they are doing a trading match so essentially you know just like in real football you know a restricted free agent you get offered money. The team can come back and, and offer something of matching. Well, thoughts on this, uh, you know, tweet, Jacob, you guys had a trade. We'll talk maybe a little bit more in depth about it later, but let's look at it. the first trade of the 2024 league year. Jacob gets Greg Dolcich tweet. You get Jake Ferguson and the NFL 206. Well, let's say I want Greg Dolcich, but I do didn't even know he was available or maybe there's something that, you know, we haven't been able to get something done or maybe I've been way far off and I see that. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's what I'm supposed to be in the ballpark of. And I say tweet, I'm going to give you whatever NCAA pick one Oh one for Greg Dulcich. And you're like, actually I'd rather have that. You have the option to take my offer over Jacob's. There'd be a you know a couple day span where you can field offers. You can either honor the trade that you had with Jacob, or this is the chance how that league identified it as getting fair market value for the players. Um, sometimes you're like, oh, I didn't know that player was available. Um, oh, I would have paid a lot more. Like I don't know how many times that happens. You see a trade, like, I would have paid a lot more for that. Or... Um then it comes into, well, then you have people just cherry pick. Like, okay, I just wait for every time Tweet tries to send a trade and then I just match it and I let Tweet do all the work and then I reap all the benefits. Um, but then if I'm reaping all the benefits, Tweet, was your trade the best trade? Maybe not then. But I, I think it was in a very, very interesting way that that particular league – self-policed trades and i'm like oh in a c2c league where like still people sometimes struggle with the value between leagues that could be maybe a possibility that we want to look at for the future maybe not but i think it's something that's worth a talk and see if it interests other people what are your thoughts tweet i'll start with you don't hate it don't love
2: it um I can see it as being like a, a self-policing league kind of thing but I can also start to see it becoming a a very small like Oh, you're getting X player and you're I'm giving you X player. And somebody comes in and trumps by like a very minimal amount, even though that could have been a fair trade to begin with. It's just a minor, you know, upgrade and somebody's taking it. For example, probably the easiest example is like Jacob and I have a trade and I'm getting, I don't know, I'm just going to throw a name out. I don't even know if he's on your team, but let's just say I'm getting CD Lamb. I'm giving up, I don't know, Cooper Cup, kind of close to value, but CD is a little bit higher right now. And then I'm going to give you a... To kind of even it out, I give you Cooper Cup and a fourth-round supplemental pick. We'll just say. Well, oh, next thing you know, Ian comes in with Puka Nakoa and a third-rounder, which is probably same value, in my opinion, but you're getting one better round draft pick. And I think that's where it can get a little nitpicky and a little bit.
0: It's like, but, oh, yeah, I want the Rams wide receiver that's younger who, like, did better than, you would, know.
2: But I mean, I, I think like you're, you, especially with the draft picks moving, like you start looking at that and it's like, I can do one, one round better to gain a guy. And I think at that point in time, now you're just bidding against everybody to get it.
0: A- oh, that'd be great for anybody in this league who loves to nickel and dime. If I knew of anybody in the league who liked <laughs> to nickel and
2: dime. Oh yeah. Oh man. I think it'd be also tough to just kind of, you know, police and maintain, to be honest with you, like, the time frame or like different things like that. Um, you know, how soon, who's running the clock. I mean, I'm in a league with you, Luke, that these guys can't even figure out how long a fucking week is to to add a player. <laughs> oh, <I> mean, <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, hey, it, it, you said no waiver pickups for one week, and we've had three waiver pickups in two days. And it's just like, these guys are just, it's impossible. So, I don't know. I like it, but I don't.
0: So, Jacob, you got any thoughts on this?
1: I like it. And actually, we have a manager in our league that already does this. His name's Nate. Do you remember the Waddle trade?
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember I gave up. I don't remember all that I gave up for it. But I I remember I was a part of that. And I do remember him saying...
1: He kept going Uh, back and forth between you and me, bumping us up. I didn't know it was you. Oh yeah,
0: and he kept trying to get more out of me. I was like, "This is the best I can do." And then he's like, "You."
1: So Nate, Nate already uses this tactic. So I actually like it. I think um, Grim would have Tim would have a very difficult time with it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very difficult. All right,
1: gotta honor those deals, Tim.
0: I have no idea. i have no idea what is going on, but that seems like something. Do you want to talk about it? Is there something of that happening? No. Did he no. did he back out on you on something?
1: Ooh. I backed out on him.
0: Ooh. 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 Spicy. Will you care to elaborate on that later? Sure. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe you know some other day.
1: Yeah, we can talk. I don't, about I don't it. want to pressure. honestly, okay. this goes all the way back to November. Some unsavory things were said, and I never forgot.
0: Mm, Okay. Well, as much as I'd love to hear more about it, I am going to move on. We're going to get. We have a lot of NCAA news (coughs) happening this week. So, first of all, um, I guess league news-wise, roster changes are happening. I am trying to get Fantrax has rolled over. I'm trying to get all your guys. From fan tracks into sleeper onto your teams. It is up to you guys to put them on your taxi squad if you so choose. Um, and then I've got a spreadsheet that I've put in our league chat and if pinned it. So you can go to your pin and you can see, see those I, at least I think ev- everybody else can see it. Maybe I can only see it for whatever I pin and it's individualized. I don't really know. Um, but you should be able to look at that. Please. Take a look at that. Tell me if I'm wrong. I've highlighted people in yellow that I'm not sure yet on eligibility or if they're in the NFL draft. Um, They're seniors, so with the whole COVID year, it's like, well, they might have found another year. I don't know. Maybe they're going pro. Whatever. So those are the ones I'm not sure about. If there's anybody else that you see on your roster that's not there, drop it in the chat. Let me know and we'll get that taken care of. And then I'm waiting to drop them from your college roster until they are on sleeper. So I can check myself that I've got everybody over. If they are still on your roster and not in sleeper by the draft, I'll drop them. And then I'll just use the spreadsheet. Um, And I'm turning players on the spreadsheet green as they drop off your fan tracks roster and they are on your sleeper roster. Uh, Again, we're at 45 man rosters. Um, Brett has one more cut to make and then everybody else is paid up for the year. Everyone can start trading and Brett's the only one that can't trade college assets right now until he's cut one more person. But other than that, we are pretty much good to go. And as people get added, I will start uh, making those changes. Um, Bill O'Brien, OC at Ohio state. Well, well, Not really. He's he was there for as long as Dylan Rayola was at Georgia. He is now the head coach at Boston College. We talked about this last last week. It was kind of interesting because last week we also talked about. uh, Chip leaving UCLA. Oh, wouldn't it be weird if he became the OC at uh, Ohio State? Jacob said, no way. No way would you become Go from a head coach an OC yet here we are chip kelly leaves the newly minted ucla big 10 team to go to be an offense coordinator in the big 10 um ucla then hires deshaun foster as their new head coach foster has been with ucla since 2017 he was their running backs coach uh he actually just left ucla to become the running back coach at uh the Las Vegas Raiders. So he was with Las Vegas Raiders for about as long as Dylan Rayola uh, was with Georgia to Dylan Rayola comments being at Georgia pretty, pretty quick into this. So those are some interesting things that happen. Ryan Grubb to Seattle with the Seahawks as their OC. Um, This is why I think the transfer portal is great. And multiple transfers are great because you have coaches. I don't know if you guys saw the comments that were made in the paper in Seattle. Did either of you see this? They still have a paper. Uh, uh, yeah. They still have a paper. Maybe it's an online paper. I don't know. Theoretical paper, digital paper. Um, but they said it, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was going to be the O.C. here. Uh, we were just waiting until we could uh, get everybody to stay here and the cl- transfer like classes started. So, like, he already had a guy on his team that he knew was going to be the O.C. They pumped kids full of Ryan Grubb, all this stuff. Da-da-da-da-da. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. I'm the coach. Da-da-da. Knowing that he was going to go to Seattle, and Seattle already knew that he was coming there. And they just stay there long enough that Alabama can't lose any people. And they could recruit the guys that they wanted pretty scummy. Uh, if mm-hmm. that is all true, but then also great thing about having the transfer, you have the 30 days to open up, uh, then you can go, obviously they can't this year, like in this 30 day cycle, because then I can't enroll somewhere else. But then after my spring portal, I can get my reps, um, there's a really good chance that Alabama strength and conditioning is still probably pretty good. So, you know, focus on getting strength and conditioning. There's still probably some coaching that I can learn and then go
2: somewhere else. I just find it crazy these late late moves. Like these seems so a lot of them later. I mean, we're what is it? February 15th. We're halfway through the month, like over halfway and like this stuff was just We're gonna have cool. spring train. We're going to have spring practices starting in like, I don't know.
1: Hawaii's already started.
2: Yeah we're, yeah, we're we're finding head coaches and offensive coordinators and like like pe- head coaches leaving to be offensive coordinator. Like, what is going on in February? Like, this is insane to me. So, a lot like like you said, Kentucky gets a new OC. They get the OC
0: from Boise State. I'm sure the Boise State OC had something to do with some of the guys coming there. Um, Malachi Nelson. All right, I'm coming here. Well, now I don't have an OC. Like. What is happening? Georgia State's their head coach, resigned today, (laughs) then takes the South Carolina tight end coach and run game coordinator job today. Now, Georgia State has canceled the rest of their spring practice, and they've canceled their spring uh, game because they don't have a coach. This, has, this is, like, unprecedented times of, like, I've I've never seen this. Uh, I don't know how many times, you know, before I've really, really been paying attention to this that this has happened, but I can't imagine, you know, very often. So, not like we're really looking at Georgia State for a lot of players, but then Marcus Carroll last year, Darren Granger last year, that were fantasy relevant on their CFS side. That is... That's important. Like, those are reps that those kids aren't getting. If you, you know, coming in and you, you come in there a uh, early to, to learn the playbook, do this and that, like, you're not getting those reps. So that's a big deal. Um, App State has already came out and said, we are not having a spring game. Now, I don't know how many people they're losing. Maybe they don't even have enough linemen that they're afraid if they get hurt, we're going to be screwed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a thing, but that was interesting. And then, like you said just moments ago, Jacob, that Hawaii has already started their spring practice. They started last week or two weeks ago. I don't really recall, but yeah, they, they, they should wrap up their spring practice right before the week before spring break, I believe. So kind of nice from a conditioning standpoint, you can get done and then party a little bit uh, for spring break, as opposed to usually coming back from spring break and getting uh, ran to death uh, after you've just partied for yep. a week.
1: And you're already in Hawaii. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah where do you go for so, spring break
1: if <laughs> you, you don't go anywhere?
0: <laughs> so, so that is like all of the team uh, news. So a lot happened this week or since our last podcast. Then, there are a couple things that just happened that I want to talk about. This is more of an open dialogue stuff, but something I I at least want the the league to know about. And whoever else is listening. The NCAA is voting soon on a two-minute rule. So, it will be just like the NFL, where you hit the two minutes, and usually... You know, this last year they changed it where that's where you have the clock stoppage after the first downs. It hits the two minutes commercial break. I don't like it, but it's definitely going to pass because that means more commercials and it means more money. So I don't see how this doesn't pass. I don't like it. Thoughts from you, uh, Jacob.
1: Oh, it's as good as done. They're going to take that money.
2: Yep. Tweet. I agree. I was just glad that you know. I thought the five second rule was changing. You know, when you drop your Oreo, five seconds. <laughs> I thought that was what was changing. I was getting a little nervous. Is going to be less. It's time. a two so, minute rule. I yeah, well, Lord, <laughs> Jesus. I got plenty of time now before the do- dogs are going to get there before I get there. But <laughs> two minutes gives me plenty of time with these bum hips. You know.
0: All right. The other thing that's happening. The the league NCAA has agreed on the six plus six for the playoffs. You've got your six at large and you got your six conference champions. Well, guess what? The Pac-12 doesn't really exist anymore. So they needed a unanimous vote to change it from a five plus seven. So you'd have seven at large, five conference champions. Need a unanimous vote. Well, guess what? They didn't get it. Washington State said, no, everybody else said yes, but guess what? One of the two Pac-12 teams between Oregon State and Washington State, Washington State said no. So that's <laughs> hilarious because with becoming a champion and, and getting that revenue, you get this huge revenue boost for being a conference champion in – that 6 by 6 format. So, technically there is a Pac-12. The Pac-12 does exist. There is no Power 4. It is still a Power 5 and there will be an automatic there will be a champion be- between Washington State and Oregon State. One of those two teams is going to be a top 6
1: team and i find
0: this hilarious like it's bad for football but i love the pettiness of it (laughs) (laughs) and they they said it's not for much they they said it's not for money reasons but Mm. this is the epitome of jacob you and i uh we're playing in the championship i mean i know my roster is not as good as yours let's just you know but like you want to just like cut like we'll just split first and second place winnings that's ex- like if i'm washington state i'm like oregon state like we're we're going to this you want to just like split money here <laughs> and
2: My favorite part is oregon state voted to, to allow this <laughs> to happen but wazoo's just like hell no nope, nope not today
0: <laughs> so that's something i think really went under the radar this week um and I wanted to bring that to League's attention and whoever else is listening because this is hilarious. So the other thing was is that ESPN had the first right of refusal to the playoff contracts, TV contracts. So they were actually the only ones that bid on it, Uh, and they landed a six-year $1.3 billion contract uh for the playoffs then there's the the line of thinking of they were the only ones that bid this kind of seems fishy i mean conspiracy theory 101 definitely kicks in but then you can think of like okay cbs why would i if you if espn can just match mine Mm -hmm. like what's the point of even bidding it's to be petty like Washington state and drive up that price to go from 1.3 billion to 2.8 billion. That's, I mean, that's the only, you know, reason it is for, for a uh, reference, Amazon paid the NFL for that wild card game. One, $125 million for that chiefs uh, dolphins game. So what this, what this comes out, for the the playoffs is roughly a hundred million dollars a game. Wow. Anyways, so now we've got the SEC is owned by ESPN, Disney. you got
2: you've yep. on Peacock, not Amazon. Just enough. Oh, right. sorry. Just a fact. Oh,
0: sorry. So that so whatever whatever was any of the games that were played on amazon Uh, yeah amazon and then uh so you got sec owned by disney now you've got the playoffs owned by disney and then you've got this playoff committee that's pretty much owned by disney Yep. wow there's gonna be some weird backdoor things happening money rules everything i don't know Here's the thing, though. I'm losing faith.
2: Washington State or Oregon State's going to be in that playoff. There's (laughs) one guarantee, and you take your coin flip on who you want.
1: Scrooge McDuck is just swimming over at Disney
2: right now.
0: (laughs) So what has happened in that 6-plus-6 format that is staying? The NCAA has now announced that the Pac-12 Bulls will exist for two more years. So the Rose Bowl, I mean, granted, it's gonna be a playoff, but like those traditional where the Pac twelve has a, a team represented. So now your UCLA's USCs Stanfords Cals for the next two years, even though they will be playing in different conferences, will be identified as a Pac twelve team when it comes to bowl games just
2: hilarious (laughs) there's so much wrong with all this i mean you
0: know just what we want to see you know like you get like again the rose bowl is a a playoff game but it's like just what you want to see it's uh let's just say it's uh usc versus penn state in the rose bowl and they matched up in week whatever you're just going to see a repetition of a regular season game nothing can go wrong here nothing But uh, the last thing I want to ask, I want to ask Tweet first. Do you believe, Tweet? Do you believe, uh,
2: uh, in in the Jesus foot fetish? Yes. No. Do you believe
0: that in a thing called Sanders? Stuart Sanders threw Sean Lewis, the new head coach at, uh, I think it's San Diego, or San Jose State, threw him under the bus, threw his teammates under the bus. Here is what Sanders said during the week of the Super Bowl. Sanders explained that Lewis's offense featured a lot of choice routes, which made it difficult for him to anticipate. And I quote, from his from his interview i can't anticipate and was more so forced to hold on to the ball longer than expected that that he was explaining his his sacks he also revealed that a lot of pressure is on his wide receivers to make the right reads whereas he'd rather be the one with that responsibility so he's saying i can't read my wide receivers and i can't anticipate what they're doing
2: very concerned wow
0: that well you sh- that should definitely be some red flags for the nfl because i think you kind of have to do that i think you, do you, i think you have to read a defense and i i think you have to anticipate some throws and you can't wait to see a guy open some of it's kind of taken a little bit out of context and I, and i can tell where he's coming from on some of them but essentially what it comes down to is, is he threw a coach under the bus and pretty much his teammates like, yeah, like, I'm, I mean, my shit don't stink and, like, these guys can't do anything. Did you guys hear about this? Yes. Um And what did, what are you guys' thoughts of, of those comments?
1: Uh, my thoughts are that if the wide receivers don't know which option they should be choosing based on the defense, then you probably shouldn't be running option routes. Because now the quarterbacks just mm. are like, I don't know what this guy's going to do. I don't know if he's going to run an out or a go or, you know, or a hitch or whatever because he doesn't know what he's going to do. He's just flying by the seat of his pants out there. So, I, I mean, I can't be frustrated with that, but at the same time, you don't want to throw your teammates under the bus. You can throw the coach that's now not there. Sure.
2: I don't feel like you should say, I can't anticipate as a quarterback. Um, I, I just think that's- feel like.
1: I think I that's like that. the out-of-context part, though.
2: Yes, that is the out-of-context part. so, because you're going to have some problems. Uh, like, I don't think you're going to be a top pick.
1: No quarterback's going to be able to anticipate a, a wide receiver with option routes if they pick the wrong option. Correct. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> correct. I mean, it's kind of tough, um, but then again, uh, if you listen to Patrick Mahomes talk about Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey never runs the right route. So I guess you got to be able to, like, kind of figure it out as you go. So,
0: but, uh, yeah, that is all of the NCAA news I have. Uh, do we, do we want to talk about this trade at all? I mean, it was pretty uh, – it was a, a blockbuster of a trade. Jacob, you got Greg Dulcich tweet, Jake Ferguson. NFL 2.06, uh, maybe, maybe Nate can learn something from this. I think I put in the chat, you know, Nate's just
2: learning how to figure out what the blocks, let alone like this blockbuster that you guys pulled off. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of excited two six NFL side. Um, there's a lot no. of, a l- lot of meat on the bone there. Yep. Uh, should be able to grab a great, great, great player there. Um, so pretty big on my part but i
0: so what do you like about jake ferguson over greg dulcich i guess that's what it comes down
2: to uh jacob came with a with a hot offer uh at first a hard reject by me because i believe it was the jets tight end i don't remember a hard pass (laughs) and then then he came in even stronger uh, Dulcich, I don't mind him. He's in, He was injured last year. Um, I think he's good. Uh, I don't like Denver <laughs> whatsoever is probably my biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, and Jake came on really strong with Dak last year. So I kind of – I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of playing the Dak upside right now compared to Denver. Not really – I don't really know what's going on there. However, I do like the way Sean Payton uses tight ends. So with Dulcich, I think he'll be – I think he'll be fine. I just don't know who's playing quarterback or what's going on. So.
0: All right. Well, hopefully we get the league going. Hopefully this opens the floodgates. Um, yeah. Nate seems like it's litting uh fire under one manager, Nate McCullough, who's properly rated, not an underdog by any means, but um, he's out here. I think trying to make some moves probably bored
2: at state wrestling or something.
0: How can I've, you
2: heard, I've heard blockbusters are coming. Uh, and that video store has been out for a while. Uh, so I don't know. He's got some news down in small town that blockbusters coming back. So you heard it here first.
0: All right. So again, we're going to do player highlights at the end of each seg or at the end of each episode. Uh, where we try to highlight a freshman that will be available in our upcoming supplemental league, and then a UDFA also available. Jacob, who do you want to highlight this week?
1: All right, so I'm going to give the people what they want. I'm going to do a freshman tight end. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go with Carter Nelson. He's the number three tight end in 247 composite. He's 6'4", 216 pounds, and he's going to Nebraska. He will need to put on significant weight before transitioning to the NFL. That's a given. Um, but he did run an 11-second 100-meter dash in high school. And while he was at Ainsworth, Nebraska, he played eight-man football.
0: So he didn't
2: play football. That's not even real football.
1: You know, I was I was watching a little huddle tape, and I'm like, are they playing on a football field, or is this someone's backyard? I couldn't really understand. But anyways played eight-man football very low level competition
0: but football isn't football like there is i know there is one manager in particular in our league who knows something about eight-man football and would probably agree to the high heavens not real football
2: you know who you are nate i thought you were gonna say grim for a second (laughs)
1: like i was saying extremely difficult competition here um In four varsity seasons, uh, Carter Nelson racked up over 2,300 receiving yards, nearly 2,000 rushing yards, and a whopping 76 touchdowns.
2: He's a dual threat tight end.
1: Listen to this. Did I also mention he threw the ball for over 1,500 yards and another (laughs) 27 touchdowns?
2: How many interceptions did he have? He
1: played receiver, he played tight end, he played running back, he played quarterback big He'd probably
0: played defense too.
1: He did. He averaged 5 tackles a game. <laughs> Woo! This is where the that 8 man football kind of comes in, okay? But the reality is is he's kind of a freaky athlete. He's big, he's going to Nebraska. He's kind of a high upside pick at tight end in supplemental drafts. If he can be used and if he's already being used and has familiarity with being used in like all these different ways, does he kind of do the Brock Bowers thing there? take jet sweeps, all that kind of stuff. So I kind of like him.
0: Sounds yeah. like Nate just found his new favorite tight end. So yep. Might be his new favorite player. I might have to trade one hundred and one to him just so he can take Carter Nelson.
2: It's a big time pick. I, I do like the athleticism though. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, in that little, little small town football, you forget how many ways they play. Um, and so they do tend to be solid. They typically
0: play they typically play two ways, offense and defense.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, they could swing all, all ways. You know, we're not we're not judging here. Um we're just we're just letting people know. Uh but yeah, I think I don't know. I think he could be good. I like his uh I like how fast he is and I hate that he's going to Nebraska, but you know, that's how life works.
1: Listen, he he dominated bad competition. That is
2: exactly what you're supposed to do if you're playing against bad competition.
1: And does he have Division One athleticism?
2: Yeah. Can
1: you really ask for right.
2: more? Rumor has it he can dunk. Oh, he
0: can. Tweet. Do you have a, a freshman profile for us
2: tonight? Oh, uh, yeah. So I was working on that uh, earlier. Uh, there's a guy. Coming in from, uh, he's from south southeast Polk.
1: I want to highlight Trey Holly.
2: He's uh, he's a southeast <laughs> Polk quarterback. I don't remember his name. You think he's a preferred walk on to Iowa State? Uh, he's he's in and lazy, and I watched him in the in the in the in the dome, and he looked okay. Um, but I wouldn't draft him. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know, Thanks, he He's pretty good. All right, my
0: freshman is Isaiah Williams. He is six foot and a half inch, 172 pounds, four star on twenty four seven, their wide receiver thirty-eight. He went to Carrollwood Day in Tampa, Florida. Their strength of schedule is twenty two point seven for reference. Average is like right in that twenty three to twenty five, kind of historically. So in general, playing average competition, and he is their wide receiver thirty-eight. Pretty much, just does goes and deep posts and some screens here or there. Like he's kind of a one-trick pony. He's got speed. He is going to Texas A&M, and when he does get screens, he's just like faster than everybody. He's got a laser four-point-four-six time in the forty, which is. Pretty, pretty good for uh, senior. Uh, his senior year, he had 44 receptions for 904 yards, 11 touchdowns. <clears throat> Junior year, he had a collarbone injury, so he only had five games, six receptions, 146 yards, and two touchdowns. Sophomore year, 34 receptions, 524 yards, four touchdowns. His quarterback, uh, is it is it Rocco, Rico Becht, that uh, Iowa State quarterback you guys are talking about? I believe Not it's
2: uh, Rocco, kind of like Rocco's modern life. Modern life, yeah, Rocco. Yeah. So
0: he was his wide receiver, and his dad was a D lineman for the Saints. He was selected in the fifth round of the 2003 draft, so he's got NFL bloodlines for those who care about that. Um, But I think he just brings an interesting aspect to Texas A&M's wide receiver room. You got a new head coach coming from Duke. I think that's... Yeah, I think he's going to be that guy. I mean, he's going to be the guy who tries to blow the top off the defense if he gets an opportunity as a freshman. I don't know if he actually does, but I think that's the role that he plays. So... If he does get the ball, it's probably, you know, a big gain. Maybe he gets like three receptions and it's for 90 yards. I don't know. But I think he brings something to that room. If he can develop into something, I think that's really interesting. He's at six foot, half inch. Like that's pretty good size for wide receivers in the NFL currently. 172 coming in, like you're going to put on that freshman fifteen plus you're in uh SEC weightlifting system, like I can see him be six foot half an inch and two hundred and five pounds, you know, within a year. Probably pretty good. So and a guy that uh I think could be really interesting. Maybe somebody I'm honestly in our supplemental draft. I don't know. I'm probably not thinking about taking him until somewhere in rounds Eight, 10 or 12, something like that. So Jacob says eight. So like kind of in that back middle out. back half. So that's my thoughts. Uh, Jacob, who else do you want to highlight?
1: All right. So the available player that I'm going to highlight for our supplemental draft is Miller Moss. So number 12 quarterback in two, four, seven composite ranking in the 2021 class. He spent his freshman season at USC behind Keaton Slovis and Jackson Dart. Then he sat behind Caleb Williams the last two years. He went 23 of 33 for 372, six touchdowns, one interception versus Louisville in the Holiday Bowl, which we all saw looked pretty impressive. Um, had a 66% completion percentage in high school. And then in limited co- college play, he's at 71%. So this guy's a pocket passer. And I just see with the weapons that USC still has on that offense, that offense is probably going to be pretty good. And my forecasting model actually has the quarter QB1 for USC. The, the expectation is 31.2 points per game, which puts him right in line to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback for college. So that's pro- – I think Miller Moss is kind of perfectly adequate to put up big numbers in college for a season at USC with the weapons that he has around him. So I wouldn't, I mean, third round, I'd probably be willing to spend a third round pick to get Miller Moss.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, even if you took him in the second, honestly, if somebody took him in the first round, like I wouldn't be upset with that. I mean, personally, I wouldn't because I feel, uh, burnt off of quarterbacks that are coming back taking in the first round and they not work yeah i mean we do have some level of uh i mean i think a lot of the quarterbacks are hard to bet on because this year is definitely wide open but he did play in the bowl game and he did pretty good right What's well, like, if, if you believe 372 yards and like six touchdowns in that ball game,
2: I mean, I'd knock him for one interception, but you know, it's just the little things that you got to really hone in at and, and really look at. You know, one mistake is a big mistake.
1: But I, you know, the way I look at it is if you believe like a Zachariah Branch, a Deuce Robinson, even a Makai Lemon, and whoever else they might have coming back at receiver, if you think those are good players, then a average quarterback should put up really good numbers.
2: Like Caleb Williams.
1: Jesus. Um, okay.
2: (coughs) Excuse me. This shot
1: fired.
0: Wow. (laughs) My UDFA that I want to highlight. We're not gonna talk about sorry, sorry, sorry. Tweet who do you want to highlight? Sorry. I
2: wanna highlight Kevin Conception conception okay i don't conception, know yeah. it might be french we could have talked about him on previous podcasts we probably didn't we oui, we um, oui. this guy might be mine this year's tez johnson he's gonna be undersized he's gonna be underweight but he does it all he's a banger his problem is, is grayson mccall is probably gonna be his quarterback and he threw for 10 touchdowns last year and nine interceptions which is kind of a big deal um, I don't know. Nice little freshman toy. Uh, had some rushing yards, had quite a few receiving yards, 10 touchdowns, I believe. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like him. NC State, are they going to do what they did last year, though? We'll see. Things
0: I don't like about NC State is I think they brought in a lot of really good wide receivers, and last year he was kind of it for that room. So this year, I think, will be really big. If you believe in him, take him. If he's the alpha, you know, cream rises to the top. Um, or was his, his production more a, a result of that wide receiver room not being as great and not having a lot? So that's something I'll be interested to see. I don't know if I am buying uh, Kevin Concepcion this year. Jacob, you, you got any thoughts? He, he runs the ball.
2: He does a lot. I'm buying. All right. I'm not sold My, on it. Back. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like he, he might Definitely.
1: still have like a season that was actually probably similar to his freshman season.
2: Yeah.
1: But you put up 700 yards as a freshman in the Power Five. Yeah, I'm buying. It's kind of that simple at that right.
0: point. I am bringing up uh, UDFA. Quarterback, he will be a true sophomore, Devin Dampier, out of New Mexico. Last year as a true freshman, um, he had 13.04 points per game and limited work in our league format. Last year, or I guess he was a three-star going into last year, and he is quarterback, or he was quarterback 88. um Let's see here. He is six foot 190 on the depth charts. And I talked about him. I do another podcast that's uh, called the G5 Hive. And my co host, uh, Justice, brought up uh, Devin D- Dampier this last week as we were talking about the Mountain West and something I wanted to highlight here. So he did have one start against Boise State. Uh, he was 17 of 26 for 200 yards passing. He had 13 rushes for 48 yards. That was good for 12.8 points. So nothing like crazy. Um, on the year, he had 40, he was 40 of 46 for 525 yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions, 328 yards rushing, and he was third on the team. He also contributed four touchdowns on the ground. In our returning production, in our supplemental, he is quarterback uh, 71. So he's deep in our returners, mainly because he didn't get a lot of work. But out goes Danny Gonzalez as the head coach. Out goes Bryant Vincent as OC. As Jacob is a big fan of coaches matter, uh, everything. I broke this down for him. Uh, In comes Bronco. Bronco Mendenhall. As a head coach, he was with Virginia from 2016 to 2022 as their head coach. And he pretty much brings the entire Virginia squad during that time. So he brings in their defensive coordinator, he brings in their OC. Their OC is now Jason Beck. He was last at, so he was Virginia's OC 2016 to 2022. And then then he went to Syracuse and became the quarterback coach in the OC there. Something, if you guys remember, Garrett Schrader, two years ago, I mean, last year who's hurt a lot, but Garrett Schrader, runs around a lot, Grim picked him up, got him a lot of rushing yards, but that's the kind of quarterback he likes. Dan Pierce running around, I think that could be something that they like. Caution, they do lose all five starting offensive linemen. Don't know how great that is. Probably not great. But if you're mobile, you'll figure it out. So, word of caution there. But, uh,
2: I, Jason, I just Beck's have a problem. I have at. a problem with this whole thing. You mentioned Grimm, and Grimm had a quarterback that was related to something that you like for this guy. We don't like players' grim drafts. We don't like. <laughs> These guys that Grim I don't think he drafted him, though. I think he picked him off the waivers. You don't like them. Like, have you okay. watched this team? He lost to Patrick last year. Jesus. Like, <laughs> Lord of the Wise, everybody listening to this podcast, all my amigos in Mexico, Um, just don't draft this guy because Grim drafted Schrader. That's all I'm saying. All right. So... Getting
0: back to the offensive coordinator and Jason Beck, because this is what Jacob really wants. He he knows coaches matter, so I brought I brought the data for him. In that time, uh, 16 through 22, their points per game, 22.3, 22.5, 28.5, 32.1, 36.7, 34.6. Progressively got better. You know, I think uh, getting your guys in is a little bit harder back then. So it took a little bit of took a little bit of time. So I'm expecting them to kind of hit the ground running. Maybe a rocky year one here, but maybe turn that around year two. They're passing. You know, you're not going to score touchdowns. You're not going to get a lot of passing stats if you're not passing the ball a lot. Here's that. Some would say it's 46. Impo- p- <laughs> some say it's impossible. 46.1 yeah. attempts per game. 37.9. 37.1. 20. a down year. Then it goes back up to 39.9, 40.6. So over that time, he's averaged 38.1 pass attempts per game and 32 rush attempts per game. So he's a little bit more on the pass-heavy side. But new coaching staff, they like to throw the ball. They like a quarterback that runs. And uh, Devin Dampier, New Mexico, true sophomore, looks to be in line to get that start and he is a, a running quarterback. So somebody to maybe keep an eye out, deep, deep cut here, only on the Casuals to Degenerates podcast.
2: you, know, you guys have anything else? Deep, deep, deep cut, you know. Something he would say. Some guy he would just pick up, you know. I'm a little worried about I'm sure one. he
0: told you about Tez Johnson. I'm no, sure he's the one that gave I'm you the, the Tez only Johnson. I'm the one that identified
2: Tez Johnson and then didn't draft him. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I I I also picked a guy that I thought was going to be a stud, and you picked Carson Steele, who you thought was going to suck. So, but uh, you know, and he did. Carson Steele went too high. He didn't do anything.
0: So you're so, welcome. Just Corey sure. didn't listen to me. Corey didn't you, work for you at all. If
1: you combine Carson Steele stats and Tamarian Harden stats, pretty good.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's all we have tonight. Uh, again, anything else you guys want to mention before we, we call it a night?
1: Nope.
0: Oh, cliffhanger. All for right. Episode. Wash your feet. Wash, out, wash, wash your, feet. your feet. Hey, Jacob. Don't hate the player, hate the game. And I'm Triple H. Good night.
2: Whatever.